So welcome to another edition of your on-air series of the City Business Festival, which is brought to you by APSA with support from MTN, IT Consortium, as well as Gersal and GIPC. This week we're focusing on consumer markets and my guest this morning is going to help us appreciate the way Ghanaian products fare when they compare with foreign products on some specific shelves. Michael Koto is the founder and CEO of Confidence. He's joining us to talk about this. Michael, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to, to be on the show. So tell us about Confidence. I'm sure a few people have heard of some of your work, but what do you do at Confidence? Well, we, we're a consulting uh, firm. We're a management consultant and research firm. We're headquartered in Ghana, but our work expands all over the African continent. So most of our work is actually uh, across the African continent. Uh, as of last year, we've begun to do work in other regions. We've started uh, doing advisory work in, uh, in Asia, in, in the Middle East, and uh, in North America. So we you know, slowly are becoming a, a global advisory firm uh, based out of Ghana. Fantastic. Your, your most recent Made in Ghana survey of Ghana's retail supermarket has some interesting findings. Before we go into that one, why does Confidant do this Made in Ghana service? What, what do you hope to achieve with them? Well, as, as an African firm, as a Ghanaian firm, we believe that research uh, uh, can provide a lot of insights into national development. And as a country, we don't do very well when it comes to doing a lot of real-time uh, sort of research that you know, enables us to gain insights into, into issues that are very critical and sensitive uh, to us as Ghanaians. And boosting local production, boosting made in Ghana, is, is one of the subject matters that is very dear to, to, to the hearts of all Ghanaians. Uh, government, uh, you know, throughout the years have been trying to boost, you know, made in Ghana. We noticed that there wasn't any consistent effort to really benchmark and track, you know, trends in local production and made in Ghana products and how competitive our products are on our own local markets. So we took it on ourselves as, uh, as a Ghanaian uh, a, a firm uh, to dedicate at least once a year to, to track these product segments that, you know, we, we believe, uh, you know, as a country, we have some comparative advantage. We, we've been doing this since 2019. Uh, we did the first one in 2019. The second one was in 2020. The third one was in 2021. The report is out in 2022. But we've been doing this consistently uh, for, th for, for uh, three years. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's quite insightful when you look at the three-year trend. Uh, it, 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 there's a lot that's revealing uh, that we're going to talk about uh, today. Uh, but basically, we just believe that as a country, we need to do more research. We need more evidence-based policymaking. And there's not a lot of that that's happening. And we do this. We, we fund this and we sponsor this uh, ourselves. Nobody funds this. So this is our own in-house work that is fully funded by, uh, by confidence. Hopefully, after we talk, we'll get some... <laughs> like-minded sponsors. So I noticed a few issues. You pick some Ghanaian supermarkets, I think the largest, and then you look out for specific Ghanaian products. Just explain to us the constraints within which you work 
why you pick the supermarkets you pick, why you pick the products you pick, and how that affects the, the interpretation of the outcome. Thanks. So we, we look at 11 supermarkets in Accra. So this is, this is just Accra. Um, I, I'm just going to go through the list of the supermarkets we, we look at. So the ShopRite, we look at the Accra Mall branch of ShopRite. Game Supermarket, the Accra Mall branch. Pali Supermarket uh, at Spintex. Kuala at Osu. Maxmart at 37. Citidia at La. Melcom at North Kaneshi. Marina Mall at Airport, China Mall at Spintex, and then Bachona Total at Bachona, Spintex, and Airport Shell Airport. So these are the three supermarkets uh, that we've, we've been tracking uh, over the last uh, three surveys. And the reason we picked the supermarkets, uh, two main reasons. The first one is that it's a lot easier to, uh, to just focus on the supermarkets and track them over time because of just the way they are organized uh, compared to if you have to go to Makola or, uh, or go to Kaneshi Market, you know, to go and try and track this product, it's more difficult. So, you know, convenience for research purposes is one main reason. The second reason is, is also that these supermarkets um, uh, enable us to gain some, some critical insights into how competitive our local products are against international products. So it offers that second layer of advantage because a lot of the supermarkets source most of their products uh, externally. They typically are part of uh, all kinds of uh, you know, international product sourcing arrangements. So when you use the supermarkets as a sort of filter to see how our products uh, are performing, it gives you an, it, it's a sort of, uh, it, it, it's almost like, some some sort of international market within the Ghanaian market, right? It gives you that sort of perspective. If a local producer is able to get into the shelves uh, in in a foreign-owned supermarket, because most of these supermarkets are foreign-owned, uh, it, it gives you it gives you that additional perspective of being able to properly benchmark and see how competitive our products are. If a pro, if a if a locally made product, um, if you it's on the shelves in Makola. Um, versus if the same locally made product is on the shelf in uh, one of these big supermarkets, there's a difference. Because it's a lot easier to get on the shelves in Makola than it is to get on the shelves uh, in one of these big supermarkets. So using these big supermarkets, these big retail outlets, provides that second layer of insight in, into how our products are uh, you know, fair you know, in terms of competitiveness against a major foreign brand. So these are the two main reasons. We wish that we could, we could have done this research nationwide because that would provide more insights. It would be interesting, for example, to do this in Kumasi, uh, do this in uh, Sekendi Takra, do this in Tamale, and compare that to Accra and see you know, what a picture looks like. And we're hoping that from next year, we would broaden this beyond Accra and we can get a more national picture. But what is also uh, obvious is that uh, these supermarkets are the biggest, right, uh, in the country. So even though this is limited to a craft for now, they still provide a lot of insights. And we believe that they are fairly representative of what the situation is likely to be uh, across the rest of the country. But we're hoping that next year we can get some funding and we can expand this and do it nationwide. I also noticed that you have 20 product categories and 6,000 734 products 
So that's interesting. Can you walk us through the product categories before we start looking at the performance of the local versus the foreign? Yes, so the 20 product categories, uh, and when we say product categories, we've bundled all manner of product uh, categories. And within each of those product categories, you have sub-products. And when you count all the products that we counted across all the 11 supermarkets, that's when you get the, uh, the number 6,739. That's like the total product count that we did a survey across all the 11 supermarkets. I'm, I'm going to quickly go through the, the list of the 20 product categories. We looked at drinks, drinks generally alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks, biscuits and confectionaries, soaps and detergents, beauty creams and oils, sanitary products, cereals and grains, meat, fish and seafood, milk and dairy, beverage, powder and tea, plastics and styrofoam, fruits and vegetables, spices, wooden products and utensils, condiments and sauces, spreads, sugar and salt, noodle and pasta, cooking oils, water, and then eggs. So these are the 20 product categories we looked at. Fantastic. So this, in a sense, represents what the modern urban consumer will typically pick in his basket of things he needs. Exactly. So exactly. even though you're limiting to 11 outlets, it presents a sense of how a modern middle-class Ghanaian would shop or where they would shop typically. Precisely. Fantastic. So I noticed you arrange your research into certain highlights. For example, you had the top five performing made in Ghana products. And then you also had the top uh, performing outlets for Ghanaian products. So let's work through some of the key highlights of the findings. So the top five performing made in Ghana products, um, X, uh, 63, and, and these are the categories. So X, Recorded 63%, water 59%, cooking oils 46%, fruit and vegetables 48%, and sugar and salt 40%. The, the bottom tier uh, con you know, constituted noodles and pasta, which is like 6%, wooden products and utensils 7%, biscuits and confectionery 11%, Beauty creams and oils, 16%. And then drinks uh, in general, alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks are 17, uh, 17%. Now, uh, I, will, I will go through uh, the list of, uh, because when you go through into these product categories, there are some individual products which also did very well. Uh, so if you take cooking oils, for example, if you go into cooking oils, you'll find that palm oil, the local palm oil, is overall the best performing made in Ghana product. So that's 100%. It's the only product that recorded 100% made in Ghana. Uh, and, and then if you look at uh, other products, you know, like obviously I mentioned eggs and, and, uh, and water. For obvious reasons, you have a lot of made in Ghana uh, in that category. Then, if you, if you look at the top performing supermarkets, uh, Airport Shell, Game, and Bachana Total were the three best performing uh, supermarkets in terms of uh, made in Ghana stocking. The, the bottom tier uh, you know, uh, was Kuala Palace and Marina, uh, recorded the lowest made in Ghana 
you know, performance amongst all the 11 supermarkets. Fantastic. So eggs, water, cooking oil, fruit and veg, and then sugar and salt were the top local products that these supermarkets had. Noodles, yes. wooden stuff, um, utensils, ute bisc biscuits, biscuits, confectionery, yeah. beauty creams and oils. Were the lowest. Um, yes. How do these compare? So how do the top five compare with previous surveys? Is the top five constant? When you started this survey first in 2019 and in 2020, would you say these five items have remained the same? They haven't. Um, they've been well. They, they are consistent, uh, but they fluctuate. So um, I, I, I'm just going to go through the, you know, some of the key highlights in terms of the trends over the over the last couple of years. If you look at since we started, is from uh, 2019, 2020, 2021 service, which has been which has been published now. Um, so you know, cooking oils, sugar, and salt. Um, they've consistently declined. Uh, if you look at the trend, um, cooking oils have had the sharpest decline. Now, if you consider, I mean, I think that sometime late last year and sometime early this year, one of the main manufacturers of you know uh, cooking oils locally announced that it was it was shutting down its its manufacturing plant. We've seen that reflect in the data. So, cooking oils. Overall, used to be about eighty percent made in Ghana. They've declined, rap, you know, sharply uh, to about you know thirty-four percent, you know, in aggregate. If you, if you use that entire product category, so some some of what we see in the news being reported in the manufacturing sector are sort of showing up in the in the data. Uh, if you take uh, product categories like drinks and water, they've been on a steady rise since twenty nineteen. So if you take a product like water in 2019, it was 56%. It's gone up to 60% in, in the last survey in 2020. We're currently seeing, you know, water hitting 63% is sort of going up. Uh, if you take a product like, um, you know, soaps and detergents, they've also sort of moved up. Uh, if you take uh, products like uh, vegetables, uh, and, and fruits and vegetables, they've also sort of, you know, uh, trended up. So there are these product categories that you see improvements, uh, but there are also product categories where, you know, we've been seeing. So, for example, between 2019 and, 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 uh, and 2021, the, the number of products that uh, have fallen out of the top you know, so the, the, the product categories where you have at least 50% made in Ghana, we used to have 15 products, categories. It's now dropped to 10, right? Wow. Um, and then in the bottom tier, we've had new about seven products that were not previously in the bottom tier that have entered the bottom tier. So they're doing much worse than they were doing before. Um, so if you take products like uh, hair creams and oils, uh, non-disposable plas plastic plates, uh, products like pasta, ladles, chopping sticks, uh, soy milk. These are products that were doing way better in previous surveys. They've all dropped to the bottom tier. They were not in the bottom tier. We've also seen some products that were in the bottom tier consistently that have exited the bottom tier. So I'll give you a few examples. Uh, matchsticks, the famous matchsticks. 
um, consistently were below 15%. They've moved out of that bottom tier below 15%. We saw them around 20% this time around. Um, sauces and straws, uh, the straws that we use to drink, they've also moved out of the bottom tier. They've moved, you know, the bottom tier is typically those who are less than 15% made in Ghana. They've moved up to you know, around 20%. They are averaging about 20% now. So we, we, we've seen these movements. Uh, some products that were doing much better in previous surveys that have dropped and other products that are, that are doing much worse that have moved up. We overall, in this survey, recorded um, on average across all the supermarkets, if you combine all of them, 31% uh, made in Ghana compared to uh, 18% in, in the 2019 survey and 26% in the 2020 survey. So this is the highest overall aggregate made in Ghana share that we've recorded since we've started. So it shows some story of progress, but it's a caveat here. And the main caveat is that when we look closely at the data, we notice that the, the main reason why we've seen the highest share of made in Ghana products at 31%, is not necessarily due to an increase in the absolute count of made in Ghana products. We noticed that there's been a significant drop in the overall percentage of foreign products for the first time since we started the survey. So overall, foreign products dropped in absolute count by about 24%. Wow. Hold, hold that thought. I'll take a break. I want to explore that thought because I recall last year during the business festival, you made some very important points about a one-off opportunity that COVID presented. And it seems to me as if this 24% decline is evidence of an opportunity that we should have taken advantage of. But let me just announce that this is the City Business Festival and this is our first episode in our fourth week. And we're looking really at the retail dynamics and consumer markets in Ghana. My guest is Michael Koto and he's helping us understand details of a survey that Confidence put together on the performance of made in Ghana goods across 11 major supermarkets. Stay with us, we'll be right back. The entire month of June has been dedicated to business on City TV and 97.3 City FM. The City Business Festival will give entrepreneurs, SMEs, and individuals the needed insights and knowledge to advance their businesses. Join the weekly business forums every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. live on City TV for discussions on various thematic areas each week, beginning with Week 1, Reimagining the Digital Economy. Week 2, Resetting your SME after COVID-19. Week 3, the Ghana Opportunity. Week 4, Consumer Market. Week 5, Agribusiness. Also, tune in every weekday morning for the City Business Festival on-air series on the City Breakfast Show on 97.3 City FM to acquire the information you need to kickstart, grow, improve, strengthen, and expand your business. There will be a lesson for every business with the City Business Festival this June only on City TV, 97.3 CDFM and on CNR Digital. The City Business Festival, proudly sponsored by Absa Bank and supported by MTN Momo, MTN Business, IT Consortium, the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, and Gersol. Welcome back to the City Business Festival. Today we're talking about made in Ghana products and also looking at 
Ghanaian retail market. My guest is Michael Koto of Confidence. They released a report this month on made in Ghana products, essentially looking at their performance in some major supermarkets. So far, some big highlights. Top five performing categories for local products. Eggs, water, cooking oil, fruits and veg, sugar and salt. A product like palm oil, 100% local, which is great. But the big story is that the number of local products that have more than 50% have reduced from 15 to 10. So there's a problem there. And also, we have seen a decline in 24 by 24% of some of the foreign products. So Michael, let's come back to that point. So clearly, the supply chain problems that COVID presented is the explanation of the 24% drop, is it not? It's the most likely uh, explanation. We tried to talk to the managers of the supermarkets to try to understand what was going on because we did notice that during the survey, some of the shelves that for product categories that historically have always been uh, full were, were partially empty during the survey. We, we noticed that it was very obvious in a couple of the, of the supermarkets. We tried to uh, talk to them and to try to understand the reason, but we couldn't get them to respond. Our, our hypothesis is, is that it's most likely that the, the COVID-19-induced global supply chain uh, 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 difficulties that we've, we've seen all over the world. It's not just Ghana. I think this is a big, big challenge, uh, supply chain challenge across most, most of the world. So that's most likely the, the main issue here. But I think it raises, um, and you, you did allude to this discussion that we had in you know, 2020 and 2021, because um, I had made a point that the disruptions in global supply chains presents an opportunity for us to boost, you know, made in Ghana. So quite clearly, what this survey is telling us is, is that that window of opportunity is still open. And there's an opportunity for local producers to try and, you know, step in and take advantage because there's a shortfall, it was obvious. But there are difficulties to... Uh, so local producers taking advantage of these opportunities. So it's the opportunities there, the window of opportunities there, but it is not obvious and it is not that easy for local producers to easily, you know, step in and fill the gap because uh, these disruptions are temporary. The supermarkets are tied to all kinds of international, you know, sourcing arrangements. They will typically wait it out and try and you know have their international suppliers resolve whatever the bottlenecks are so the window of opportunity is there i think that sometimes if we don't do research like this it's just an idea but what is rich as research has done it has concretized it it's shown that it's real there's actually a gap as a supply chain challenge local producers can look to the research we have done they can look at the, the, the product categories where we've seen a major drop in uh, foreign brands and they can approach the supermarkets and try and do a deal. Um, and there's an opportunity there. So uh, we hope, you know, that local producers will work with the, with the research findings that we've reported and try and see what they can do, uh, approach the supermarkets, even if it's just temporary, um, because this is how business works. There's a temporary disruption 
you are able to present yourself as an alternative supplier and just how you perform can convince the the supermarkets that you're probably a better alternative to the foreign brands so there's that opportunity and would like to encourage local producers to look at the findings of the research there's actually this gap in the market and we encourage them to approach the supermarkets and see what they can do to try and convince them uh, to take up their products okay michael if we take these 20 product categories to what extent will you say these 11 outlets represent the way a general Ghanaian will shop? I'm asking this in the sense that if these are things that everybody would buy, would these percentages be the same for if you went to say Kaneshi market or if you went to a typical corner shop? You notice that in a lot of our urban areas, there are little, little corner shops that stock a lot of things. So. Again, we don't know whether what percentage of our retail outlets these 11 represent. But just talk to me about the dynamics of our retail market. Because, for example, if we went to a typical advanced country like Germany or England, most people would buy from these large supermarkets and then there were smaller versions of same. But if you went to India or Nigeria or Ghana, we have a very different sort of mix of outlets. So just what, what are your possible insights about the structure of Ghanaian retail outlets and what else is there to be studied if we are to really understand what Ghanaians are buying? Well, the most important point is that the retail, the big retailers are able to sell uh, at cheaper pricing than your typical corner shop. So we've done a very limited uh, study um, we wanted to test that hypothesis to see, you know, how the picture would look like. We're yet to do a proper large-scale study, and we will do that. But we've tested uh, uh, that 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 you know hypothesis, and what we noticed is, is is that the big, you know, retailers are able to price much lower um, than your typical corner shop. So a lot of Ghanaians not just the middle class. A lot of Ghanaians are beginning to realize that if you walked into a typical, uh, you know, big, you know, supermarket, you're, mo- you're likely to be able to buy, you know, your you know, basic consumables at a comparatively lower price than if you just went to the corner shop. The, the advantage that your typical corner shop has is that, you know, it offers convenience. It's, it's, it's within the neighborhood. And... You know, if you look at the cost of transportation of, you know, moving all the way into a big supermarket to go and buy products, typically you go there because you want to buy in bulk. Um, and, but a lot of our, our, our typical Ghanaian households don't, don't buy in bulk. So the corner shop offers an advantage. You know, it's convenient. Uh, you wake up in the morning, um, you know, you can just go there and just buy what you need for the day, right? Uh, if, you, if you have to... Uh, spend money on transportation to commute all the way to a big retail shop to go and buy. You need to have a reason to go there because it has to make sense to go there. You have to buy in bulk. So the 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 consumer behavior and uh, and the purchasing you know power of a lot of Ghanaians. Uh, uh, you would have to look at it from that point of view. But overall, the big retailers are able to sell at you know cheaper prices. What's, what we're noticing is that um, some of them are closing down 
or are likely to close down and exit the country. I think that, and I don't want to name names, but at least we know that one of the biggest, you know, uh, supermarkets uh, will be shutting down and leaving the country before the close of the year. They, they might sell to another investor or they might completely shut down. In Nigeria, we've seen uh, uh, that, you know, uh, a challenge where ShopRite, you know, has had to shut down, you know, most of its uh, outlets in Nigeria and they are completely exiting the country. Uh, we've seen the same problem in East Africa, in Kenya. We've seen some of the biggest, you know, supermarkets shut down, you know, and leave the country. So it's still a very evolving, it's, a, it's an evolving space. It will be interesting to see what happens in Ghana over the next five years. Um, some of, we, we, as part of the, of the research that we did last year, we, in addition to just doing the Made in Ghana survey, we also did a survey that tried to understand the, the, the origin of most of the foreign products that are coming into Ghana. And that's a report that we'll publish uh, before the end of the year. It would offer more insight uh, into, the, into, the, into the origin of most of the products of the foreign brands that we see in our big supermarkets. But, you know, just to summarize, um, the, locally, a lot of the big supermarkets are expanding rapidly. If they are able to increase their footprint, as we're seeing in uh, many of the suburbs, many of the urban communities, because we've seen them expand to, you know, Kumasi, we've seen some of them expand to, you know, uh, Sekandi Takradi. If this trend continues, we're likely to see more Ghanaian households purchasing their goods and services from these supermarkets simply because they are able to price much lower. I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've seen, not to cut you, I'm sure you've seen the trend in one of the outlets where people actually go and source. I've seen retailers go to one of these outlets to buy in bulk and resell. Yeah. And they are really, really yeah. fast growing. So whereas some of the other outlets from Southern Africa may be considering changing their model, I think the China malls present a very interesting dynamic to the retail conversation in Ghana. They do. They do. The China malls present a very interesting uh, uh, dynamic and, and they, they are investing very rapidly and expanding very rapidly. So it will be interesting to see um, you know, how that trend uh, uh, evolves. We've also seen, I think, uh, Melcom has been very uh, um, consistent. It's been very aggressive with the expansion. Palace has also been very aggressive with the expansion. They are opening a lot of outlets. So it will be interesting to see what the dynamics, you know, uh, uh, look like in, a, in, a, in, in, in about, you know, a year or two. But what is obvious is that the big supermarkets that are expanding and getting closer and closer into our suburbs and communities, because we're seeing that trend as well. What I would like to see is a much scaled down version of these big supermarkets being able to locate themselves within you know, the various communities. Because, because right now, the strategy is that you have this big box, you know, uh, retail shops, and everybody goes there. What is likely to happen is that they may begin to franchise uh, uh, you know, their brands to much smaller local operators. So your corner shop will no longer just be the corner shop that, uh, you know, your average Ghanaian just, you know, puts up a container and then that's it. We're likely to see, say, a Malcolm branded container shop 
somewhere in um, you know uh, Kukumlimli, uh, and that's going to be you know a Malcolm franchise, a mini Malcolm franchise that emerges uh, you know all of a sudden in 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 multiple suburbs. That you know possibility is there because in in uh, in other parts of the world, in parts of Asia, they've got that kind of you know franchise where you've got smaller. Uh, 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 corner shops but they are franchises and if this happens um, what we're going to see is a very um, interesting trend where the big sh the big retailers begin to take out you know the the, the Ghanaian owned small uh, uh, outlets the other observation that we've made is that there's really no difference between the percentage of made in Ghana products in your typical container shop in the neighborhood and the made in Ghana share in your big box, you know, supermarket. Um, in fact, in some instances, you're likely to see more foreign products in your, you know, corner shop, uh, container shop in a corner somewhere than some of these you know, supermarkets. Um, that's simply because a lot of the you know, Ghanaian-owned corner shops um, like to buy the, the lowest-priced, you know, products as much as possible. And we know that locally produced goods tend to be slightly more expensive compared to a lot of the, you know, uh, cheap imported products. So yeah. what we've noticed is that a lot of our corner shops, locally-owned corner shops, actually end up stocking more foreign brands than local products because they need to be able to sell at price points that you know low-income Ghanaians you know can afford, and and that's one of the dynamics that we've observed. We'll, we'll leave you here for now, Michael, and we'll look forward to listening to you on Tuesday on the panel, where you will bring more insights into not just this but also how Ghanaian producers can take advantage of the opportunity. So I want to say thank you, uh, Michael Koto, who's the senior partner for Confidence. They have done a study into the Ghanaian retail space and they've looked at Ghanaian products and how well they do in our supermarkets. Thank you for talking to us on the program. That's all we have time for for today's edition. My name is Bernard Avila. We'll be with you next time. Bye-bye.